0: Only then, that which is nameless, comes into being.
1: This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti Podcast. A mind that is continually moving from the unknown to the unknown, learning, 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 Such a mind is a most extraordinary sensitive mind, and therefore a free mind. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of Urgency of Change. Each episode of the Krishnamurti podcast is compiled from carefully chosen extracts from the archives representing Krishnamurti's different approaches to many of the fundamental issues and questions we all face in our lives. This week's theme is Learning. Upcoming themes are Morality, Cause and Effect, and Frustration. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust, based at Brockwood Park in the UK, which is also home to the Krishnamurti Retreat Centre. Situated in the beautiful countryside of the South Downs National Park, the Krishnamurti Centre offers individual and group retreats for those wishing to inquire into themselves in light of Krishnamurti's teachings. Please visit Krishnamurticentre.org.uk for more information. You can also find our regular quotes and videos on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts which helps our visibility. This week's episode on learning has four sections. This first extract is from the second discussion with students in Rishi Valley 1981 titled Holistic Learning.
0: I would like to ask a question. What do we mean by learning? We learn mostly from books, printed word, or instructed, or told, or informed by the educator, who is (coughs) already chock full of his own particular subject, we learn through hearing, seeing, and also we learn – if I may use the word – through our heart, which is affection, sympathy, generosity. So there are several ways of learning. About life, which is a very complex process. And most schools and most educational institutions are concerned only with book knowledge. And that knowledge. Limits our minds, our brains. And we are only using part of our brain, not the whole of our brain. If you are interested in it, we can go into the whole, into the idea, or into the reality of what is to live or to act with a holistic mind, holistic brain, that is, with the whole of your brain, not with only one small part of it. The small part of it is the accumulated knowledge called learning, from experience, from books, from incidents, from observation, and so on. So learning, apparently, as is now being taught or learned, is limited to a particular subject, to a particular field, scientific, biological, and so on. So is there A learning which is not restricted to a particular point of view. Is there a learning which is not only with the eyes but also with the hearing, not only with the sensual ears but listening? much more deeply, and learning from your heart, if I can use that word or that sense, which is, as I said, generosity, sympathy, a great deal of affection, consideration, kindliness, great sense of love. When all the three are in complete harmony, working together, that is the holistic, or the operation of the whole of the brain. Because most of us are very selfish, concerned with ourselves, concerned about our exams, concerned about our future, concerned about our own particular little problems, concerned about our own success and so on. Most of us are very, very self-centred – you understand that word, self-centred? That is very selfish. And apparently we seem to find it terribly difficult to move out of that area. Surely education is not only concerned with the so-called academic side, but also is concerned with the whole development of man, which is your heart, your hearing, your seeing, and learning about yourself. learning what you are, and go through that learning, go beyond yourself. That is surely part of our education, not merely fixed your eyes on a book, this vast beautiful valley, this country seeing what is happening in this country, corruption seems to be the way of life, where tribalism is growing more and more, separatism – south against the north, the east against the west, and so on – learning about what the government is learning about the way you act, the way you think, the way you live. So all that is part of our learning. And nobody can teach you how to learn about yourself. The psychologists, the psychiatrists and the philosophers... Have pointed out what you think you are. So if we follow them, you are following not what you are, but what you, they think you are. I hope this is clear. So, education is part, is really basically to learn about yourself and your relationship to the world, your relationship to your brother, to your wife, to your husband, to your sister, to your neighbour and so on. Because if we don't learn to understand our relationship with each other, we cannot possibly Create a new society. And that's part of our education. But also part of our education to see that we are good human beings. We explain what that word means. <coughs> so, this is the whole process of learning about the world and oneself and the relationship between yourself and the world.
1: The second extract is from Krishnamurti's first talk in Madras, 1969, titled In Learning There Is No Authority.
0: We are going to communicate with each other. Communicate means to build together, to think together, to partake together, to create together. That is the meaning. Of that word, communicate, and so we are going to learn. That is, there is no teacher and the talk. Because that implies you, the taught, be informed and the speaker teaches. There is neither a teacher nor a pupil, but only learning together. We are going to learn. And to learn one must have the capacity to hear, not only to what the speaker is saying But also to listen to your own responses to what he is saying. We are both of us going to learn. And that act of learning itself brings about its own discipline. The word discipline means to learn, not to conform, not to obey, not to comply, accept or deny, but to learn. That being so, our relationship Is entirely different. We are going to learn together, and that has enormous vitality, beauty, and requires great intensity. When you and the speaker together are going to discover and learn. So you have to be not only free to listen, attentive, eager, intense and passionate to find out, you can't just sit there and be told what to do or what to think because it is not a propaganda, we are not out to convince you of anything, of any principle, of any ideal, of any theory, or a new conceptual way of living. What we are going to concern ourselves is entirely with a principal thing which is to learn, and learning is a, an extraordinary thing, because learning implies a mind that is free to find out, free to inquire. Not casually, not intellectually, or emotionally, or devotionally, whatever you want, but to find out. To find out about this enormously complex life. This life that's so full of conflict, so full of pain misery, confusion, anxiety, guilt, life that is so violent, that is your life, the life of one's own agony, misery, travail. And whether the mind can, have, can, can be free of all this, that's what we are going to learn. And to learn you must have energy. You know if you want to learn any language or any new technology you have to give your mind and your heart. It completely. Otherwise, you can't learn. You must not only be curious to find out, you must also be free to inquire. And you cannot inquire if you are tethered to any form of belief, conclusion, or an ideal, or a principle, or your own particular experience. So do please bear that in mind all the time, that you cannot possibly learn. If you have the least prejudice, if you have come to any conclusion, or if your past knowledge is directing you how to learn. Learning means a free mind to enquire, and therefore inquiry is not only intellectually but with your heart. Therefore our relationship is not that of a teacher and a disciple, which is terrible, which has destroyed this country. To learn there is no authority at all, it is only when you are taught something there is an authority. But if you are learning together, moving together, walking together, journeying, inquiring together to find out, then you put aside all your prejudices, your conclusions, your concepts, your desires, but just to observe and learn. Learn not according to your temperament, not according to your particular experience, or according to your previous knowledge, which prevents you from learning. You know, a scientist, when he looks through the microscope, has to pus- put aside all his hypotheses, all his conclusions, all his previous knowledge, and look. He looks and let what he sees through the microscope tell the story. He doesn't tell the story of what he of about what he sees. Is the, the what he sees through the microscope is telling the story? You understand this? Thing that is seen through the microscope is telling the story, unfolding, and it must be proven to other scientists, otherwise it is not a fact. Other scientists must see through the microscope, discover the same thing. Test it, and therefore there is no agreement or disagreement. There is only seeing what exactly is. So we have to put aside to observe not only your temperament, your conclusions, your wishes, your desires, your hypotheses and ideologies, but through observation, let what you see tell the story. Right? Is this clear? So what we are going to do during all these talks and discussions is to learn through observation Not your observation or my observation, but the observation of a mind that sees very clearly, that has no prejudice. If it has prejudice put it aside – your conclusions, your uh, tradition, your behaviour, put all that aside and look.
1: The third extract is from the third talk in New Delhi, 1964, titled Learning is Never Accumulative.
0: Learning is one thing and acquiring knowledge is another. Learning is a continuous process, a process of addition, not a process which you gather and then from there act. Most of us gather knowledge as memory, as idea, store it up as experience and from there act. That is, we act from knowledge, technological knowledge, knowledge as experience, knowledge as tradition, knowledge that you have derived through your particular idiosyncratic uh, tendencies. With that background, with that accumulation as knowledge, as experience, as tradition, we act. In that process there is no learning. Learning is never accumulative, it is a constant movement. I do not know if you have ever gone into this question at all, what is learning and what is the acquisition of knowledge. This is very important to understand. Not <clears throat> not at some future date, but now, because we are going into a very complex problem presently. Therefore, one has to understand what it is to learn. Learning is never accumulated. You can't store up learning. And then from that storehouse act, you learn as you are going along. Therefore there is never a moment of retrogression or deterioration or decline. The two things, that is, the acquisition of knowledge and learning must be very clear in one's mind, because what we are going to do together this evening is to learn, not acquire knowledge, because we are going to learn together about something which we think we know, but we don't know. That is, we are going to learn together about the quality of energy which is not derived from conflict, because all life is energy. And the only energy that we know is has a motive. Is is the outcome of friction, or conflict, or a drive towards a particular end. That is the energy derived from something, like eating food and deriving energy. Or hating somebody and deriving energy from that hate. Or thinking that you love somebody and deriving that energy from that. But that energy derived from a motive always, has always in it the seed of conflict as pleasure and pain. Please, you are not listening in order to accept an idea or formulate. We are taking the journey together in inquiring what what is this energy, which alone can dissipate all our problems, our conflicts and our disease of the mind. And we are going to learn together, uh, which means that we are going to find out for ourselves what this energy is without motive. And therefore, an energy which is not the outcome of any conflict or of any environment, it is by itself, and therefore tremendously vital and creative, and, and has the potency of dissipating every form of illusion, sorrow and confusion. And to learn about it, one has to understand, I mean by that word understand, not verbally or intellectually. One has to understand, feel, one, feel one's way into the question of learning without idea. If you don't know about anything and you are given something, You have to study it, you have to learn it. You have to put your hands, your mind into it, and then discover as you go along. We think we know, and therefore we have ceased to learn, whereas learning, being, not a process and not an additive process, one has to approach this learning quite differently. I don't know you and you don't know me. You have ideas about me, and I have ideas probably about you, but ideas is not learning about you or learning about me. And to learn about you, and you to learn about me, you must have a fresh mind, an inquisitive mind, a critical mind, a mind that doesn't accept or reject. You are learning. And therefore, there is never a judgment. There is no evaluation. You are learning. Therefore, Your mind is always attentive and never accumulating, therefore from which you judge, you evaluate, you condemn, you compare. I hope I'm making myself clear on this point. Because a mind that is learning Is always a fresh mind. Is always an inquiring mind. Never a comparative mind. Never a accepting authority and evaluating action from that authority. Therefore, such a mind is young, and therefore, such a mind is innocent, fresh. There is always learning. Now, you, you and I, if we can, this evening, you and the speaker, we are going to learn and therefore not judge, evaluate, accept, deny, or create a pattern of ideas from which to act or to learn. As we were saying the other day, all our life is conflict. Everything that we do either becomes a routine, a mechanical action, or a repeated pleasure, a resistance, a suppression, or so-called sublimation. All our action is based on that. And therefore it is always engendering conflict, breeding. And we have accepted conflict, there is friction in life, friction in relationship, friction in the movement of existence. And we say, that is inevitable, and let's make the best of it. Now, if you don't accept, it, if you deny conflict in all relationships at any level, then you can learn about conflict. Not say that we must have or we must not have conflict. Then you can learn. Cannot learn if you are judging conflict from that which you have already experienced known as knowledge. Therefore, a mind that is learning is never in a state of experiencing. At the moment you experience You're already in the state of evaluating. Therefore, a mind that is learning has no experience, because it's moving, acting, driving, going through. So a mind that is actively learning every minute, learning not only about itself, but about everything in life about you, like a child that looks and asks and demands, never satisfied. And that learning requires extraordinary energy. And a mind has no energy if it is burdened with knowledge and the demand for further experience. Now, learning implies discipline. Wait a minute. Not that, not your discipline which is suppression, control, uh, conformity, the brutality involved in it. That is the accepting of an ideal as a pattern and trying to conform to it, forcing your mind, your being, your body, everything to conform. That's what we call, generally called, discipline like a soldier who is drilled, night and day drilled, so hard that he is nothing but a mechanical entity with a straight spine and no head at all. Don't laugh, please, That most of us are that way, only we do not know that we are society, environment, education, every day of existence is forcing us to conform to a pattern, to a religious, social, or economic pattern. That discipline is the most destructive discipline. Conform. Because the word discipline, the word, the root of that word means to learn. Not to conform, not to suppress, not to brutalize yourself, but to learn. And learning demands an astonishing discipline. not the discipline of acceptance, not the discipline of authority. Therefore a mind that is learning has not only to be aware of the environmental influences as much as possible, not to conform, not to resist, but to be aware of its own tendencies, of its own qualities, of its own uh, experiences, and not fall into the trap of any of these. That demands attention. You know, a boy at school, in a class, wants to look out of the window. The bird is flying by, there's a lovely flower on the tree, someone goes by. His attention is taken away from the book and the teacher tells him to look back, concentrate on the book. That's how most of our life is, that. We want to look, but society, economy, religious doctrines, force us to conform, and therefore we lose all spontaneity, all freshness. So the discipline of learning is something entirely different from the discipline of acquiring knowledge, You need to have certain discipline when you are learning, when you are acquiring technological knowledge or any other knowledge. You have to pay attention, give your mind to something particular, to a specialized subject. And that entails certain discipline of conformity, of suppression, of. all the things that are happening in the world through discipline. Now the discipline which we are talking about is has nothing whatsoever to do with the discipline of conformity to a pattern. Please understand all this, because we are going to something very, very fundamental, and without understanding this, you won't be able to comprehend hmm? that thing which we, we shall talk of presently. So we are learning. And that learning is never conformity to a pattern. How can it be? Whether the pattern laid down by the Buddha, by Christ, by Shankara, or by your own pet guru, it has nothing whatever to do with all that. That is too silly. Because in that conformity all learning ceases, and therefore there is never originality. And we are discovering through learning originality. I do not see what we, are, what we are talking about, the beauty of that. So learning, watching, looking, seeing, listening, Which are all parts of learning, because if you do not know how to listen, you cannot learn. If you do not know how to see a flower, you cannot learn about the beauty of that flower. And to listen, to see to learn, implies in itself a discipline which is not conforming. If that is very clear, we are going to go into something now which demands this act of learning. We are going to learn about ourselves, you are going to learn about yourself. You cannot learn about yourself if you assert that you are God. You cannot learn about yourself if you say you are the higher Atman, or state that you are the result of environment only. You are following what I am talking about? If you say that you are the result of environment only, as many do as communists you know and so on and so on then you have stopped learning and if you say you are in you there is the atman the higher self you are merely repeating something which you don't know at, all. at least you are repeating something which you have been told and it's a very comfortable theory so you have stopped learning. And if you say, I am, I am this, I am something, and you have also stopped learning, so to find out about yourself you must learn about yourself, and therefore you need highest freedom, intelligence, and critical awareness, without that you cannot possibly find yourself or understand yourself. And without understanding yourself, you have no basis for the structure of your being. You might have lots of thoughts, conflicts. pain, pleasure, and all the rest of it, there is no foundation. You must know about yourself, not according to Shankara, Buddha, Christ, or Freud, or Jung, or anybody, including that of the speaker. You have to know yourself, and therefore to learn about yourself. Therefore, to learn about yourself, all previous knowledge about yourself must come to an end, which is very difficult. Because you say, I am ugly. That very word ugly has the connotation of tradition. And therefore you are judging. And therefore you're not learning. I hope you do see this thing. It's very simple. Once you see it, then you can then you can fly with what you're with learning. Then there is no end, no limit to it. And that is that learning is beyond time. And therefore it is it is a mind that is continually moving from the from unknown to the unknown, learning, learning, learning. And therefore, such a mind is the most extraordinarily sensitive mind, and therefore free mind. So, you are, we are going to learn about ourselves. And to learn, as we said, there must be no evaluation, naturally. When you evaluate, you judge from that which you have already acquired as knowledge. And when you see yourself as you are, You either condemn, approve, or reject, therefore you are not learning about yourself. Now, if you are learning about yourself, you, the body, the nerves, the responses of the nerves, the memories, the various qualities, tendencies, the hopes, the fears, the despairs, the agonies, the anger, the lusts, sexual demands, the, uh, the hope to find something eternal, all that. You are all that, which are all ideas. Are they not? You have ideas about yourself that you are a good man, that you are the big shot in the town, that you are Sikh, that you are a Hindu, that you are this and that. You have ideas, and those ideas are the result of your environmental influence, And those ideas are the result of your knowledge, and therefore when ideas predominate about yourself you have ceased to learn about yourself. Please, this is very important, very simple, when once you grasp this, then you are alive. then tradition, chakras, they can all be thrown aside. And you become a human being, free to find out, free to inquire, free to learn. So, to learn about oneself and to learn about oneself is... Absolutely essential. Otherwise you have no you might create illusion and live in an illusion. To learn about yourself is the first intelligent action of a human being.
1: The final extract in this episode is from Krishnamurti's first talk at Brockwood Park in 1972, titled Learning is Instant Perception and Action.
0: How is one to learn what freedom is? Not freedom from oppression, you understand? freedom from fear, freedom from all the little things which we worry about, but freedom from the very cause of fear, from the very cause of our antagonisms, from the very root of our being in which there is this appalling contradiction, this frightening pursuit of pleasure, and all the gods that we have created, with all the churches and priests and you know all the rest of the business. So, one has to ask oneself, it seems to me, whether you want freedom at the periphery or at the very core of your being. And if you want to learn what freedom is at the very source of all existence, then you have to. Learn about thought. If that question is clear, not the verbal explanation, not the idea which you gather from the explanation, but if that is what you feel is the real absolute necessity, then we can travel together. Because if we could understand this then all our questions will be answered. So I have to find out, one has to find out what is learning. I want to learn whether there is freedom from thought. First, not how to use thought. That'll come, that's the next question. But can the, can the mind ever be free from thought? What does this freedom mean? We only know freedom from something freedom from fear, freedom from this or that, from anxiety, from oh, a dozen things. And is there a freedom which is not from anything but freedom per se, in itself? And in asking that question… Is the reply dependent on thought? Or freedom is the non existence of thought? You And learning means instant perception. Therefore, learning does not require time. I don't know if you see this. Please, this is really fascinatingly important. I don't know, I get it. Sorry. I don't know what I said, so I'll go on. We'll talk about it. <laughs> to learn implies time. Learn a language, a technique, a method, acquiring certain information, knowledge about mechanics, and so on, that requires time several months, several years, learning a piano, violin, language – that's really memorising, practising, acquiring knowledge which can be translated into action. And that's all we are concerned with, all human beings are only concerned because that gives them power, position, a means of livelihood, and so on. And I say to myself, learning must be instantaneous, learning is the seeing and the acting, in which there is no seeing and a gap acting. (coughs) That is, time is required to learn a language. Is time required to learn freedom? Is time required for the mind to see that as long as it functions within the pattern of thought there is no freedom? However expanded, however worthwhile, marvelous the expansion, the content of that expansion is, to see that, does it require time to learn about the truth that freedom is not within that pattern? Right? That is, are you going to take time to see the truth of that? You have understood my question? Look, you have explained to me what thought has done in the world, you explained to me That a new kind of pattern, still made by thought, will help to bring about different behavior. And your explanation and my acceptance of that explanation, the logical process of it, the verbal communication the reference to all the words you have used which are familiar to me, all that takes time. Right? And at the end of that mind is still not free, is still within that pattern. Are we following each other? And you tell me to learn what freedom is is instantaneous it doesn't require time. time is thought and don't use thought to understand freedom at all. I, so I said to myself, how what are you talking about? I don't understand because. I have only one instrument, which is thinking. And I've used it wrongly, rightly, mischievously, or nobly, but I've, that's the only instrument I have. And you tell me, put that instrument aside. Learn. not about the activities of thought, which you all already know, but learn, which is instantaneous, how to look, how to uh, learn what freedom is without time. Are we following each other or am I talking Greek? There are several Greeks here, so sorry. (laughs) You understand my question? That is, perception is learning. And perception doesn't require time. And time is basically the movement of thought. And through thought you cannot learn what freedom is. And to learn about freedom, thought must be completely silent. We just listen, not how. You see, the moment you say how, then you want a method, as a practice. which you are still within the pattern of thought. so I have this problem from you see thought has its right place otherwise you and I couldn't communicate with each other but and to learn sorry but and to learn about communication i have to learn the language And since you and I both know English, we can communicate together and to learn English takes time. Insight into freedom doesn't take time. And you cannot have insight into freedom if there is the operation of thought or the movement of thought which says, I must understand what freedom is. Right? So there is this problem then. How am I, who am used to thinking and the only instrument I have, and I have been educated, brought up to think? All my conditioning, all my existence is based on that. All my relationship is based on the image which thought has created. And you come along and tell me, don't use that instrument. But look, perceive, learn, have an insight. And then you say, how am I to have an insight if if my mind is so heavily conditioned, so, so burdened with all the things of thought? How am I to be free of that in order to see the other? Right? You have put the wrong question. If you say, I must be free of this, which is the the mechanical process of thinking, you have stated a wrong question because you are not learning about the new. You still are concerned with the old, and where you are concerned with the old, you will remain with the old. I wonder if you get all this. So the real question is, can the mind… Knowing knowing the whole content of the old. Not be concerned with it now, because we are inquiring into something of a totally different dimension. And this inquiry demands freedom. Not that you should understand the old and bring the old over, or control the old, or subjugate the old, or suppress the old, but move away completely from the old and learn about the new, which doesn't take time. (laughs) You got it?